The Red Bull rant is a free-flowing conversation about soccer that may include adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the official podcast of whatsametro.com, the Red Bull Rant. I'm Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman. This is episode 131, Special Blizzard Snowstorm Wrestling Edition. Uh, yeah, so in case you live under a rock, that was a Royal Rumble reference, but let's get on to the real reason we're here tonight. Um, this is a very special edition of the Red Bull Rant. We're not going to be talking about any of the recent news, uh, unless it comes up in an answer or something like that. Uh, we have with us from the Red Bull Out movement, which is on Twitter at Red Bull Out and RedBullOut.com. Mike Vallo. Mike, welcome to the show. How you doing, fellas? Thanks for having me. Not a problem. No problem. So I, I think Tr- Truman. I know he wants to ask this, so I'll ask it for him. What did you think of the Royal Rumble last night? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, I had checked out for wrestling for about a decade, and I came back, and it seems like a lot of guys with just normal names and uh, underwear on. Like a lot of Russ Stevens, names like that. I was very unimpressed. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much summed it up, but uh, yikes. Talk about not giving the crowd what they wanted whatsoever. Yeah, and there's a real lack of wild animals and, and props. It's it pretty disappointing. So, so in other words, you're on Team Pat when you, when you say bring back Repo Man. Uh, you need the gimmicks. You need the gimmicks. Well, come on. It wouldn't have been the attitude error with the gimmicks. I mean, mm-hmm. there's that. Anyway, I'm not I'm not a wrestling expert, i got to be honest. <laughs> well, you said hey, it was hey, bad, man. and you pretty much agree with us. Amen. All I know is the guy at the end could not have been more boring. Uh, they brought the rock out to try to sell him, but it did not work. <laughs> no. Not in the slightest. <laughs> no, ah. actually, it actually hurt. It hurt Roman Reigns yeah, a lot. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, so, let's... Uh, Let's get into uh, why you're on the show. You, you were one of two public spokespeople for uh, the Red Bull Out movement. Uh, it, it all flared up after Mike Pecky getting fired, which, you know, everybody, uh, I don't think anybody's ever really come to an understanding of why it's happened. But uh, in your own words, what's, what are the reasons behind the movement? Well, uh, uh, you brought up that it came about after the Pecky firing. And I think there's been a little confusion. It's not a movement about Tedke getting fired. It's uh, it's not a movement about bringing Metro Stars back. Those are, are two things I want to state first because there seems to be some confusion on both those points. What it's about is that it's become abundantly clear to us and I think a lot of people that under Red Bull ownership, this team is not set up to thrive. And uh, if anything, in recent, well, I would say, not years, because we had two great years there, but in recent times it's become clear that they're actually scaling back the investment, and now not only do we have uh, a name that is an energy drink and a logo that is an energy drink, but we have a disinterested owner who uh, has other clubs that are taking priority. So for us, this is obviously our club. We love it, and 
we want to see an owner who gives it the priority that we do. But you, I mean, you would definitely say the Pecky thing, that was the catalyst to actually uh, kick, kick off the movement, you know, in a stronger way than before. I think, uh, yeah, I think that's fair to say. I think there's been a lot of people kind of unhappy with being called Red Bull, but, you know, want to support the local team, have fun going to games. I mean, some people left, for sure, but a lot of people were kind of in a Grin and Barrett mode. But uh, when the team seemed so on track and uh, it was very relatable under Petke, a lot of people felt a connection to it. And then to just blow it up and go back to probably the worst point since they've owned it, maybe not. Maybe the last season at Giant Stadium was worse, but they've gone so backwards. I think uh, people are sick of Grinning and Barrett. They can't They can't bear it anymore. Um, now, last you know the, our last show we spent a lot of time talking about the town hall meeting now you guys organized um a little thing outside the stadium where you're having people I, i'll let us let you ex- go ahead explain it in case anyone didn't know what you guys were doing actually outside the stadium yeah well we were looking to just to a lot of people got into the meeting but there are a lot of people who didn't and i uh, wanted to show that they were they were mad with the decision so and with the way that the team was going. So we wanted to give them an opportunity to to do that. So we set up a booth uh, collecting Red Bull gear, which we then uh, donated to a a a men's shelter in Newark. And we also handed out some T-shirts that said uh, Red Bull out and Nelly Curtis must go. And, uh, yeah, basically just wanted to give people who weren't going to be able to go into the town hall a a way to voice their, their anger. Now, did you get, were you in the town hall meeting at all? I was, yeah. Okay, now, um, what I want to ask is, I, one of my biggest uh, points of contention, I, I mean, I wasn't there, but I, you know, I watched a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, my only contention with the whole thing was there was a lot of people uh, yelling, screaming, um, I don't know, kind of making general asses out of themselves, and that's yeah. just my personal opinion. Um, did you go up there, did you ask any questions? Were you one of the ones loudly screaming, protesting? No, I, I asked a, a question about how the team represents the area in any way. I wasn't someone who was yelling, and, you know, I, that's, that was honestly counterproductive. You, you're going to expect some people to yell, and, and, you know, I think it's fine to, to you know, say some things, when they're, when, especially when Curtis was tripping over his own jargon and saying God knows what, but to just be screaming, fuck you, and shut up, I mean, that's that doesn't serve any purpose. It's, there's no dialogue going on. And honestly... For me, it was very frustrating because sometimes when Curtis or Grand Prix were talking, they were spewing nonsense and, and hanging themselves up there. But when you have someone screaming them down, it kind of gives them the upper hand no matter what they say. Right, right. Um, now, are you are you, were you a season – okay, so you were a season ticket holder, obviously, since you were at the town hall meeting. Um, did you also try to get a refund uh, for your season uh, tickets? Uh, I actually got a ticket through the ESC to the to meeting because I remember ESC. I was a season ticket holder from 2005 on, and I actually I had planned on re-upping this year, but I said, you know, I'm going to see what happens because they don't look like they're spending. Uh, and then, you know, all this happened, so I won't be re-upping now. My theory is to never, never get season tickets because I just don't go to games enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think my new strategy is going to be always wait till the last second. If, if I've learned anything, that's definitely the, the way to go. So now, um, you you said uh, a few minutes ago that you you thought the Red Bulls were taking a step back and almost back to, you know, one of the worst levels since their ownership. Um, I want to make sure this question doesn't come off uh, the wrong way, but, you know, except for Pecky, there hasn't really been, and and, you know, and some contracts not being agent and stuff like that, but 
there hasn't really been a lot of movement in terms of getting rid of players. Um, mm-hmm. so how how can you personally think that that's the case? I mean, per, I mean, from my end, the way I see it is that we're still a solid team. We're, we may be a few signings away from you know getting to that next step, but obviously that many moves, and I'm not going to go necessarily to that point. But um, just since we're, we haven't really regressed in terms of the players on the team, how do you kind of what's, what's your reasoning behind? saying that they've regressed so much? I mean, there's two points. First, I wouldn't necessarily agree that they haven't regressed the field. I mean, on relapse, that's not their fault, but obviously huge shoes to fill, and they haven't really made much of an effort to do that. And losing a coach who's been the most successful coach in history, I think, is a big loss. And Olave not resigning, I think, is huge, especially given how important the center back position can be. And then Cahill obviously didn't have a great year, but you know, we were looking for somebody who had a lot of talent on the team, and now he's gone too. So it's lack of doing anything to replace these huge shoes that scares me. I think those three players and Coach Alon are a big loss, and they've done nothing to replace it. My second point would be I also meant in terms of relations with the fans and the way the team is connected to and represents the area. It always has been a problem, and I you know, you have to expect it to be a problem when the team is named after an energy drink. But it seems the last two years, there has sort of been some movement in the right direction. Petkey, obviously, was one of us and helped having him at the front. But even Henri would always make a point talking about the older fans. And uh, it seems like the team, even though it might not be ideal in terms of identity, they have a sort of a working class, Northern Jersey, outer borough mentality. And now that's all completely gone. I mean, this team... Very little character, and I, again, like I said, I, I think that this roster is not, not set up to be successful, especially uh, getting the improvement from a lot of the other Eastern teams. Pat, did you want to go? No, you're, you're, I'm, I'm looking at and turn that mic up. Uh. <laughs> uh, no, no I, I, I'm still trying to get back to uh, someone else. I don't go. Okay, I do. Um, this is a, a huge thing we're gonna about, Mike. I have to bring this up. Um, okay. Because I did read about it the other day on Twitter. Um, you guys posted um, you a lot of stuff on the Red Bull Out website. I have to disagree with you here. You believe that Red Bull ownership is worse than Mets ownership. And I'm telling you, Dan, that is not even close to being possible. I've been <laughs> Mets my entire life. I've been Mets but dear God, no one's worse than the Wilhelm family. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Yankee fan, so I'm lucky looking up to not know anything about that. But uh, I, I think I, I honestly do, in my, my mind, I mean, you can disagree. Because the Mets currently are, you know, a disaster. But you still have that Mets identity belongs to its fans, and you can still look back to the 80s and think about that with pride. Whereas with the Red Bulls, it, you don't even need identity. There's three other teams or four other teams with the same name and same logo. One, you have no players to go to these connections hard to have anything else to connect with. So that was the point there. That it's the hardly you know, it seems like currently they're in the stage where they're managing the team pretty pretty significantly. And then on top of that, there's no history or tradition or local identity to, to kind of carry us through this period. But at least the Red Bulls still not paying a million dollars a year. I mean, that's still happening with the New York Mets. Uh, I mean, that might be the worst contract of all time. I'll give them that. It's the worst contract of all time. And the other thing I'd mention is that uh, the Mets have been in the playoffs once, one time. Red Bulls actually uh, mm-hmm. once. The Red Bulls 
have only missed the playoff once since that time. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Uh, when you look at Red Bull and, and the Metro Stars record, it, it, overall, in terms of making the playoffs, it's, not, it's one of the better ones in the league, I think. But you know, they never get that final step. But uh, you know, I still think that in the league, like, in the last or something, to make the playoffs, you need more than the playoffs. I mean, I think that's something there's uh, all of them absolutely on. I mean, the history of this team has just been a lack of the kind of championships until... You know, until he was in, Mike he came in and all agreed on our last show that it was just, I think, a past couple of shows, it was just absolutely terrible decision. Uh, it's a big clue is with the owners. Um, but, I mean, for me, I, and for me is that I, I didn't think that this was a draw for Oshdell. I'm not really anti Red Bull. I would be more anti Red Bull if they bought the team and did nothing with it. But, they, I mean, they have invested money. They, you know, I know you could say, like, the stadium is something to get over, but I, I can't get over that stadium. It's so nice. And I, I, just, yeah. I just looked at Jose Stadium. I think it's lame. I'm just saying. If you re-tie it, in San Jose, it's going to get a lot nicer days. But, you know, I mean, you would yeah. say that this team did invest into the team a lot, the, the organization. Yeah, I mean, we've all been to Chester. We know what a what a terrible soccer-specific stadium's like. But... The this, this team, I think they sometimes get a little too much credit. The stadium's obviously beautiful, but AEG, who were absent the owners themselves, uh, they navigated all the the part that has tripped up NYCFC and uh, the Cosmos so far. So you have to give them a lot of credit there. And on top of that, we've seen sports teams uh, just skyrocketing in value. And when you build a stadium and the training facility, yeah, we benefit from it, and it's great, but at the end of the day, it increases the value of the team. I mean, they're going to make money off this team. I, I mean, that racist owner in L.A. who didn't even have a stadium made an absurd amount of money off, off this team. Uh, both the Clippers and Chivas USA somehow made money off selling the team. So those are investments into the team, yes. They're also uh, investments into their own, uh, into the, to the value of the team for any future sale. So, I mean, we all love the stadium, but that's, to me, not enough. If there would have been a stadium... Either way, it wouldn't have been as beautiful. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't think that that goes so far as to to, to give um, get our approval for in, in perpetuity. So you know, I, I can understand not giving him approval and you know all that credit for the stadium. But here's a little a sticking point for me on that. Yes, AEG was going through the process of getting the stadium approved. But the stadium under AEG was going to be completely different. I mean, there was going to be a section of uh, the stadium that was going to be a stage. It was going to look like, you know, uh, Career Stadium, uh, BBVA Compass Field, uh, all uh, the one in Dallas, I can't remember the name of the top of my head, Toyota Park, Toyota Stadium, one of the two. Um, actually, the other one is Chicago with the same thing. Um, so I, you can kind of argue that because of the Red Bulls, it was a more soccer-specific stadium than the original plan was. And, you know, I'll give AEG credit for getting the ball rolling on it, but... I mean, you got to give a little bit of credit to Red Bull, right, for getting the stadium that we have, which would have been undoubtedly better, or or sorry, is undoubtedly better than what we would have had under AEG. No, no, I mean, no doubt. I I give them credit. I mean, I haven't been to everyone, but been to a lot, and it's the best one I've ever been to for soccer in the U.S. Uh, But like I said, it adds value to their team. And also, at the end of the day, I would rather have – you know, a, a Toyota Park and a, a team that represents my area and the people in it, and a, a beautiful stadium with an owner who doesn't 
Aaron Phillip, Andy Gibbs. Would you, I mean, I, of course the name everybody's talking about around, around here is Jason Ader, who's yeah. obviously shown interest in it. Would you be worried if, let's let's say the Red Bulls were going to sell the team. I, I mean, I do not see that happening anytime soon. I think mm-hmm. they, they brought that rumor up last year, and of course it was proved to be false. But, I mean, if he, say he bought the team, and what I like to say, he major leagued it by <laughs> not getting a lot of good players, but just making it like a fancy... You know, a fancy purchase, like like, hey, hey, I, you know, I just bought a professional sports team. I mean, then what? Do you say, oh man, maybe we should have wanted the Red Bulls to stick around? Uh, I mean, I can't. It's hard to speak to to a situation like that. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything about Jason Nader, to be honest with you. He seems to like the Red Bull out, but it's a one way relationship. We we don't carry a torch for him. We don't want him to own the team. He's a guy who has talked about it, the Red Bull out and the team. What he would do, I can't speak to. Obviously, having an owner who doesn't care is not a good thing, whether it's Red Bull or not. But right now, it seems you have an owner who doesn't seem that interested in this team right now. They have It's obviously moved up and down in their level of interest, but right now, it, it sort of seems like it's at an all-time low. And we sort of, even in the midst of the run last year, there was already hints that they're starting to cut back. And then this offseason has not done anything to, to disprove that. If anything, it's shown that it, that they're very much in a cost-cutting mode. So, I mean, yeah, Red Bull was a really well-run organization that treated the fans really well and we we all felt good about and they were winning. And would I rather have an owner who didn't call the team Red Bull was terrible? Probably not, but that's not, a, that's not a decision we're making. Right now it's an owner that's in an energy drink and we're named after them and they're neglecting the team. So for me, that's kind of a false choice. Well, the, the one thing I'll say with um, you know player movement so far, and we can we can all agree it's been very 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 quiet. Um, the you know the trading of Olave back to Real Salt Lake, uh, he was an absolutely outstanding defender, definitely one of my favorite players. But I mean, some people tend to forget he was also a guy that was not a turf player, and maybe it was time time to get rid of a lot of these guys who are a little bit slow footed, and Olave was certainly slow footed. Um, you know, couldn't commit to playing every game. Now, I th- of course, unfortunately, we don't know who's going to fill a spot. But would you agree with that? That at least, I mean, it's not all it's not all bad trading Olave. I mean, if it, in absence of anything else, it is bad. If uh, if there was if there appeared to be someone else on the way in or some plan, maybe I could see selling an older guy. You know, making a little money off of him, right? They made some money off him, I think. Uh, yes. But when right now, I mean, the roster is incredibly thin right now. So that's the kind of guy who, even if he was limited, a veteran, solid guy in the back could be helpful to a young team building up. And if they need to get rid of him and replace him with someone, fine. But, I mean, they haven't done that. We, we don't know what they're doing, and so far it doesn't look like much. Now, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the business because Pat and Jay are also Yankees fans, and I'm the only Mets fan. I'm the only person crazy enough here to be a Mets fan. <laughs> And it's, it's definitely and, and it's, sort it's of not the, right. I mean, it's not to, it's not to pick on you, and we're not going to get into a whole Yankees versus Mets thing. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely it's a, a lot of it. Like when we talk about not replacing players, is that I feel it's always been a New York mentality of when you have an when you have a sports team in New York, you can't rebuild. And we've seen that with I don't. Are you a Rangers fan? Islanders fan? I'm going to pull a trump card out here. My dad's from Cleveland. I'm a lifelong Browns fan. 
Okay. Oh, all right. Well, Browns fan. Okay. Ooh, well, you've been you rebuilding for um, well forever. Yeah. So we've been rebuilding my entire life so far. <laughs> you and Zach Watson get along quite well on that point, then. So. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I've always felt with it's very, very difficult when you have a team in the biggest media market in the country, if not the world, to rebuild. And the Yankees certainly know that. Like the Yankees have always felt that you can't you can't have years where you're going to. Obviously, get rid of a few older players, um, start building through the draft, and and fans don't want to put up with that. And let me tell you, as a Mets fan, it's it's difficult because that's what the Mets have been doing forever. It's like they have signed a few talent here and there, but they're mostly you know their pitching has all come up young. They're you know a lot of those guys on that roster they're not huge free agents minus maybe one or two guys. But Mets fans are tired of it, and and I think that's a huge issue. Look at the Knicks. Like, that team is an absolute disaster, and they just signed Carmelo Anthony to a huge contract. It's obviously the worst decision ever, and you look at it, it's like, well, they're going to have to rebuild. But New York fans don't want to hear those words. They don't want to rebuild. I think it's the old uh, reload and not rebuild. And I think that's actually what's happening with the with the fans with this with the Red Bulls. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't see any evidence of a rebuild. I, I mean, we have this weird thing going on with Miazga now, which hopefully is just a bizarre Middle Eastern trial for no reason, but it you know might not be. He might be gone, and we have a Yango being shopped, uh, or at least uh, reportedly or rumored to be. So I mean, those would be two guys that if you're rebuilding, those those would be key guys to hold on to. So it, to me, it doesn't seem like there's there's much of a sign. Or, and if there is, I would love for them to come out and give us a better idea. I mean, so far Curtis, for a guy with a 300 page plan, he's been very non-specific about what his plan is. He's from some people he's getting credit for this focus on youth, but they were talking about that before he even came. I mean, since he's come, nothing new has been said. There's only been players leaving and very little sign of anything building towards the future. And on top of that, I wouldn't understand if you're rebuilding how firing Petke would, would fit into that at all. I, don't, I just don't, you know, we've, you've mentioned that we don't know why they did that. And that doesn't, that doesn't seem to fit. There would be no reason to fire Petke to rebuild after a successful two years. Uh, you just said something about, uh, you know, Ali Curtis hasn't really given anybody any um, input as to what his 300-page plan is. Um, I, I, you know, and I, I don't love the guy, so I'm not trying to defend him so much here, but uh, can you think of a GM that is very open about what they're planning in, in across sports, period, that is open about what their plans are and making their team better? I mean, every every general manager knows how to talk about the future of their team, but you, you do have guys like Peter Welt who are a little more open, and it's not necessarily that I need him to say exactly what he's saying, but his statements mostly amount to nothing. I mean, he is one of the worst defenders of corporate jargon. He's not even good at it. Mark DeGrand Perry is good at it. He, he's, he's good at selling you bullshit. Ali Curtis trips over himself while he's trying to sell you bullshit, and it just seems that even when he's given a specific question about something that you couldn't answer – either in the affirmative or negative, he avoids it. And the fact that him and Jesse Marsh, well, I don't know. Do we know for sure Jesse Marsh is one get your contract? I think we do. But we know Curtis does, so, I mean, it's hard to take him at his word that there's a plan when there's no specifics and there's one year to do it. And, yes, maybe it's not ordinary for a GM to lay out details, but when you just fired the most successful team, I mean, the coaching team history, I think you owe the fans a few details on what's, what's happening going forward. Now, do you like yeah, Jesse Marsh I, at all? Did he did he win you over at all in that town hall? Jesse Marsh? I mean, that's a tough situation. He barely on the job, and he's put in front of a lot of angry fans. 
you know, I think he did slip up and say some things that I didn't agree with or thought were kind of dumb, but you could tell he did it in a clumsy way. He was a guy trying to make the best of the situation and introduce himself, and, you know, that's a tough situation. None of us would have gotten through that without saying something clumsy. But he came off far better. I mean, saying something clumsy is one thing, being disingenuous or having nothing to say is another. I think he's a, you know, he's a guy given an opportunity. Who wouldn't take it? And, we, uh, you know, I hope he does well. But uh, it doesn't seem like that he's an improvement on Petke, at least on paper. Now, if if the Red Bulls, if they trick us, I mean, it doesn't look bright right now. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I'm one mm-hmm. of those, let's give them a year type of people. Um, mm-hmm. If they win MLS Cup, does Red Bull out shut down? I mean, I certainly hope not. I, I can speak for I speak for us, but I you know I can only say for the people I know closely who are in the group, not for us. I mean, most of us have felt this way the whole time, but there wasn't a ton of support there. Now, people are starting to see that this ownership is is bad for the team and not going to bring what they promised. So there's more people on board. I can't speak for everybody if they win MLS Cup, but I know the people, the core group behind Red Bull App would not be appeased by an MLS Cup. All right. Um, we actually have a, a – it's actually – you mentioned it's kind of like the perfect time for me to ask this question. Um, we had one question submitted to us uh, via Twitter, uh, Peter Knox, and he asks, how can we expect this fan, bi- or fan response slash protest to drive out the private owners? You can't force a sale. No, I mean, you certainly can't force a sale. But uh, one of the benefits, the one benefit of being owned by Red Bull and being a small part of an overall corporation with a primary aim that is not running the New York Red Bulls is that, as we've all seen, when a corporation thinks their brand is even slightly in trouble, they're willing to cut and run. So we can put pressure on them as much as we can, and if their name and brand starts being associated with an, you know, an embarrassment and a fiasco, then... I think they're more likely to pull out than someone who is an owner primarily concerned with owning the New York team. So I think that that is one place where Red Bull ownership is an advantage. Um, Besides the, like, hashtag, you know, the hashtag campaign Twitter and stuff, how do you guys plan to maybe protest throughout the season? Well, we have another billboard going up, which we, uh, you know, isn't actually, it it was started by someone before Red Bull out even existed. There's uh similar aims, so we've kind of been working, but it's actually not our own, but uh, that's definitely going to go up. And in March, we're, we're going to have, uh, or sorry, in next month, we're going to have an announcement about what we're doing for opening day, and we definitely have something in the works for opening day. I unfortunately would love to break it here, but I can't, because we don't have all the details hammered out. I apologize. Come on! Break <laughs> we're, it here! Def- <laughs> break it here! We're, we're definitely going to be doing things both inside and outside of the stadium uh, throughout the season. Uh, just raising awareness, also giving fans something to do on game day who don't want to spend their money at Red Bull anymore, while also showing that they want Red Bull out. We plan to keep up the pressure the entire summer. Now, now you kind of you kind of touched on it a little bit there. Um, is the thought process between a lot of people behind Red Bull out to not go to games anymore, to not show up, or are they still planning on going to the games and protesting inside the stadium? I mean, we encourage people to not give their money to Red Bull anymore, but we're not going to tell everybody what to do. If people want to go, they're going to go. But uh, I know, the, again, the, the core group behind it definitely aren't, and a lot of the people who have expressed interest aren't or, you know, might be forced to because they have tickets but that they can't get a refund for. But uh, I think, yeah, we, would, we, we uh, would hope that people would no longer give their money to Red Bull. But at the same time, if someone, you know, can't stay away but still supports getting rid of Red Bull, obviously, we appreciate that too. I, I have I have two more questions. 
sense. Uh, the first one, we, uh, Jay thinks we only got one question. I got another question. It's from uh, Mr. Brent Gamut, and yep. uh, he wants to know, in, t- in reference to your hair, is his side oh, yeah. part right to left or left to right today? Uh, it's very important. It's skiers left today, so left to right. There you go, Brent. Don't say I didn't ask the important questions. He wanted to know. Usually I'm a right to left kind of guy, but, you know, snow day got me feeling a little crazy. <laughs> and, all right, and my, my last question is, um, do you like uh, do you like Red Bull the drink? Aside from the team and ownership and all that stuff, what do you think of the drink, Red Bull? Uh, it makes me very jittery. <laughs> I, went to co- I, went, I went to college, so I've had it, but no thanks. Not anymore. It's not, it's not great. <laughs> Coffee doesn't Are you drink. saying you would go... You would go Monster or Rockstar over Red Bull, or, or are you just skipping energy drinks altogether? No, you know, I've, they leave a bad taste in my mouth, both literally and figuratively, so I'll stick with coffee. All right, uh, let, let's end little, with a little fun question. Uh, Metro Stars is not an option in this question, but if Red Bull sells a team, what would you like to see them named? Uh, me personally, I like Ironbound FC. I think not acknowledging, I mean, I'm a New York guy, but I think not acknowledging New, York, New Jersey has always been kind of a mistake. Everyone who goes is from New Jersey. Not everyone, but the majority are from New Jersey. So might as well make it official. Would you be? I can get behind Ironbound FC. (laughs) Okay, wait, but hold on. Can we can we all get behind Ironbound SC since we do call it soccer here? I guess we can do SC. It's up to you. All right. right. I'm willing to compromise with you on that because that's that's just my small point of contention. It's just I mean I you know I I I like calling it football too, but we do call it soccer here. <laughs> the website yeah. is MajorLeagueSoccerSoccer.com. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we end this, Mike, want to uh, take a chance? You can, uh, you know, kind of, kind of pimp everything uh, with the movement. So you can follow us on Twitter, Twitter at Red Bull Out, uh, and we'll also have more articles up on our website, RedBullOut.com. We do Red Bull Mondays, where we. Uh, take a, a look back at some of the historically bad decisions by Red Bull, and we're looking to have interviews with people from Austria and Germany who have also done Red Bull Out campaigns uh, for their teams, and we're going to have more articles about the team and the experience of uh, being a Red Bull fan, as well as future actions will be announced uh, next month on both the website and Twitter at Red Bull Out. All right. Uh, Pat, Trimmer, anything else before we wrap this up? Yeah, I can't believe they're showing this uh, the Royal Rumble last two matches for free on USA. <laughs> I mean, come on, man! I just I, that's what I'm paying nine ninety nine for. Who is the guy with the beard that, who was in for like the entire match? That guy was awful. Uh, in the Bray Wyatt, that guy with the, yeah, him is he popular? He seems terrible. Oh, he's no. Listen, <laughs> listen, Bray Wyatt is awesome. Uh, we were talking about him last night because Pat was actually in my house watching it. You really got to He's he's a great promo guy, great character. Um, you really just have to, I think you have to follow a little bit more to actually get into it. Yeah, maybe I'll have to give it a give it a look. I was a little yeah, disappointed that the, the Dust Brothers were out so quickly. Yes, they were. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, I'm not going to go through the usual spiel. Just follow us on Twitter, at Red Bull Rant. Uh, Mike, thank you once again for uh, coming on the show. Yeah, thanks, guys. Anytime. Um, like you said, at Red Bull Out on Twitter, uh, RedBullOut.com. Uh, Pat, Truman, last words before we go. Uh, uh, Royal Rumble sucked. <laughs> uh, no, the one thing I definitely agree with Mike was sign some fucking players. Yes, please. <laughs> find, sign a goddamn defender for crying out loud. Christ. All right. So for Pat, Truman, and myself, this was episode number 131 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in.
Peace out. Lates. 